Welcome to the Amazing Education Podcast. Powered by the Ames Community School District, I'm your host, Amy Delashment. On today's episode, we're joined by David Lee, a senior at Ames High School. We're going to have an amazing conversation about being on the YSS Corporate Board of Directors, his training to complete a half Ironman triathlon, and how being a dreamer led him to a love of storytelling. Welcome, David. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, hello, hello. I am so happy to have you on the podcast today. I think we are going to have an excellent conversation. I'm really excited. I think we're going to have an incredible conversation. I'm so excited. We always have incredible conversations. But yes, continue. We do. David, I I have to say, I love having conversations with students. Um, You're so insightful. And I love the information that I get. But I I have to say, my conversations with you, I'm... They're kind of special. Oh. You give me so much insight Mm. and things that I never thought of before. So I... I'm I'm excited. Yeah, you're gonna get know, some more. You're gonna. Get I know some more this is today. gonna be a great podcast. I have I have things I want to talk about today. I'm so ready for it. So senior year, David. Yes. You're approaching. You're approaching the end. Literally one day left. How has the senior year gone? Um, it went by very fast. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that so many times before, but. I had a lot of personal development going on this year, which um, was special because I don't have that many personal development years um, that I've personally experienced since high school. I guess I've had a little bit towards the end of last year Mm and junior year, but this year was kind of special. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, David, I, I think I first... Got to know you a little bit last year in your junior year. Um, I have to say, as someone from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. you've changed a lot in oh, just have a I? year. And and I don't say that in a bad way. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You talk about growth. Um, as somebody who I know you, I wouldn't say I know you incredibly well. Yeah. I've seen but you know me. You I've know seen me. a lot of growth. Yes. Since last year, so tell me more. I want to know. I want to (laughs) know. You want to know more? Yes. Okay. What did I, how did I grow? This is interesting. You know, David, when I first met you, I'd say um, you you came off as maybe a little bit more timid and shy. I would not say that about you right now. It's possible that I just didn't know you really well. I think I was just meeting you as you were embarking on your journey of growth and took that mindset of, I'm just going to try things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I like if I don't try them and I have to get experiences. And I think with every experience that you took part in, there was a part of you that grew. And to see you this year, and I've seen you in a lot of different roles. I've seen you as a leader. I've seen you on stage. Mm. Um, I've seen you doing lots of different things. And you, I, I wouldn't call you shy. Oh, I wouldn't okay. call you reserved. I would yes, call ma'am. you um, a really a true leader. Oh, wow. Thank you. Outspoken. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And someone who is so passionate about the world around them and making it better for everybody. 
I I think that's something for you to celebrate. Wow. When did we first meet again? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> it was it was beginning of junior year. Speech. Oh, speech. Okay. It was all about speech.、Sense. That's that's how we first met. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, was senior year what you thought it would be like? Oh no. Okay. So when I I didn't know what my senior was year was gonna be like until like the end of summer, because、mm-hmm. that's when I decided that I. Wasn't going to move my senior year and go live with my mom, who was moving、um, mm-hmm. to a different district to teach. And I was like, "Let's just stay." And then so I found a roommate, and we—he was also without his parents, and so we've had a lot of fun this year. So. A lot of responsibilities. I、I'm、was gonna, gonna say, say there wasn't a lot of dishwashing because we kind of procrastinated a little、Uh-oh. bit. And one day,、uh, yeah. Well, we don't we don't need to get too much we, into it. We won't get into it. But yeah, <laughs> you can imagine. So, as a senior, it's natural to think about your next step. What's next for David Lee, and how has Ames High prepared you for that? Oh, okay. Next steps. I'll probably, probably I will go to well, probably go to University of Iowa.、Um, my senior year college process was very complicated, and if we want to come back to that, we can later. Okay. But yeah, it's not the worst option, but. It is a little bit less exciting when you have to pay like twenty three thousand dollars a year of full <laughs> tuition, of room and board, and so it's just I have mixed feelings. I, I get it,、yeah. David. As as the parent of a daughter who went to college this、mm-hmm. year, I think she had very similar feelings. Of yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It is what it is. It is. That is so true. Okay, I want to get right into YSS, YSS, and this youth representative of the corporate board of directors. Tell us about that. What is your role? How did you first get involved? So that does have something to do with Ames High.、Um, when I, it was the end of my sophomore year,、uh, Mrs. I forgot her name. But、um, she was she used to be one of the business teachers at the high school,、mm-hmm. and she put together a little program at the end where we would、um, s- students who applied would be able to kind of explore different career paths and go into、um, businesses to talk to them about stuff,、mm-hmm. um, go to nonprofits, go to the hospital to see like how they did things. Sure. And so one of the days was nonprofits. Um, YSS was one of the nonprofits we were exploring, and so we were just having a conversation with、um, Andrew Allen. He's the CEO. Yep. And he asked us a question about what issue is currently most important to us, and apparently he liked my answer, so he asked me to be on the board, and that's basically how it went. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it's so, kind of out of the blue. <laughs> it is. It is out of the blue. What? So. Uh, you're involved. I know you're super involved in YSS. What do you like about this involvement with a nonprofit? Yeah, I had a year that I didn't really know what in the world was going on. Obviously, 
um, it's a lot of board meetings with um, financial stuff and just strategic uh, planning kind of work. Yep. And so I, in the beginning, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how a lot of organizations work, especially at the high school with clubs too. Like mm-hmm. sometimes leaders leave and there is a vacuum in leadership. And so people just have to step in and like, Maybe it wasn't the agenda for last year, but they just create their own agenda and start trying things. So I took a year. I kind of studied how the organization worked. And I was like, this year, I want to try a few ideas that I have. So I got involved in the mentoring program that they have Mm -hmm. to get more hands-on experience on the boots ground type of working with students and young um, children that Mm -hmm. they specialize in. And so I did that for a little bit. And then towards the end of this year, I was like, I want to do something um, as like a high school finale and also a YSS project. So I proposed the idea of fundraising for the Rosedale Shelter, which is the local youth shelter that works with homeless or foster care, adoptive care, juvenile justice, and uh, mental health related um, students Mm -hmm. across the state and so i talked to some of the administrators and andrew about the project and added a component of running a half iron man because i was going to do that anyway and i was like why don't we just consolidate it so i am doing a half iron man june 11th this year so in about three weeks and fundraising for the rosedale shelter And I've been able to go into the Rosedale Shelter um, a lot. I've worked with the students there. I've made, we made fried chicken together a Mm. couple of times. And um, the project was also about telling their stories. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to work on how to best craft their stories, not for publicity, but just to raise awareness um, about what kind of different environments they live in, even if it's inside of Ames. Yeah. And try and make it redeeming for them mm-hmm. to tell a story that they otherwise maybe would not have thought to tell mm-hmm. to other people around them. Mm-hmm. And I've done that a lot the past two years in terms of trying to craft my story and how I want to be, how I want to be in the future. Mm -hmm. And so that was really empowering for me. So I just wanted to give them a chance to do that. And we're working on that right now. I was going to say, how far along are you on? I've done the interviews. Um, I've collected most of their stories. I can't publish them because of privacy reasons. And so I'm trying to find a way to maybe in a way creatively consolidate what they've told me. Sure. And share that online um, in a way that might resonate with them, first Mm -hmm. of all, and Mm -hmm. then the audience. So how did it make you feel as you started to get some of these stories and knowing that you you had this fundraising effort that was going on as well? Yeah, it's a little bit um, a bit of a dilemma. 
Uh -huh. um, I would say, like, I've worked, I also work with the state government on a lot of um, advocacy and um, juvenile justice kind of work. And so I was talking to one of the uh, youth coordinators for the Department of Human Rights and Health Services, um, Kayla Powell, mm -hmm. and she's been inside the foster care system. She's been through most of the stuff that a lot of foster care um, youth have to go through. Yeah. And so we were talking the other day about how to do it right. And it's a very specific line of trying to use their stories as publicity, mm -hmm. which is a lot of what organizations do. I'm going to, like, YSS does that. Um, it's just natural for, it, it has to happen mm -hmm. in some capacity or another. But there is a r right way to do it in terms of yep. prioritizing the storytellers and making it about them and asking if they want to be their own storytellers. So it's empowering for them and not just a publicity stunt. Yep. That's something I've had to think about quite a bit in how I wanted to approach this project, which is why it's been taking so much time. Um, but <laughs> You've been a little busy, though, too, I've David. Little, I've been so. a little busy. Let's a tad, a little busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's one of the dilemmas that you have in any kind of social justice or advocacy work that you do. Yeah. Well, and I, I think you've brought up an important point about um, it's almost like giving a voice to the voiceless, mm -hmm. but also not going so far to tell that story yourself. Yeah. And I think that is a dilemma that some people can face. But I also think there's something wildly empowering about uh, teaching and helping them to be their own storytellers because there's a lot of there's a lot of skills that come from being able to do that. It is very intricate it is field very of study. Storytelling is. It um, is. It's hard, especially if they haven't dabbled in it as much as you have. But I've talked to enough people to understand which questions are the ones that are going to get answers. Yes. And the ones that they can, the people sharing their stories can freely express themselves mm -hmm. in the way that they want to instead of just asking point blank questions yeah. and trying to stereotype people. Mm. Because that's, of, that's often what happens, right? Yeah. Like I have a list of the things that they've been through. And if I want, I could literally just say, this kid's been through sexual harassment and sexual assault. They've been a victim to abusive parents. They've had to deal with drugs since they were young. They had to move 40 times in the past 10 years. And I can cite all of these like sob stories, but mm -hmm. that's not like who they are. Yeah. Like that's part of their experience, but yes. that's not who they are. Yep. One opportunity that I really wanted to share was like capturing that on video, mm -hmm. but because of privacy and you know, 
restrictions. Yeah. I can't do that. And so challenging. I'm trying to work it in a way where I can craft it in words. And I like words. So well, I applaud you for not giving up and uh, finding a different path to still accomplish mm-hmm. what you're wanting to accomplish. Yeah. It just might be a different means in getting there. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get back to this yeah. triathlon because I'm, who? Okay, for people that don't know what a half Ironman triathlon is, tell yeah. them what you have to do to complete that. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, a lot might be an understatement. <laughs> maybe, maybe just a little bit. Okay. Um, it's 1.2 miles of swimming, uh, 56 miles of biking, and then 13.1 miles of running consecutively. So it takes around um, six to seven, eight hours for most average half Ironman runners, which I am not. I am <laughs> 18 years old, which is the legal limit where you can actually apply to do a half Ironman. And I have no competitive training in terms of doing half Ironmans or any marathons or literally any race by that means but yeah i joined swimming this year as uh-huh. a senior uh-huh. uh to get my endurance up because i hadn't swam since like fourth grade <laughs> um and then <laughs> i've i've never done like track track and like cross-country stuff but i do i used to run for leisure sometimes mm-hmm. i've been not keeping up with my running i must say that oh. much but I'll, once school is over You're i'll get back great. into it and so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of swimming, biking. This morning I got two hours in for swimming and biking uh, with my friend Carl. And so it's a lot of training. And okay. you can find some of the training videos on my Instagram and Facebook. Ooh. They're so kind of funny. Okay, I've, I've seen a couple of the videos. You were in a... They, I know. <laughs> and I, and I, I like them. Yeah. Okay. They're quite funny. I love your sense of humor. Um, okay. Seriously, you are a high school student. I am. How do you find time to do all of this? I don't work. Do you sleep? I also, well, yes, I do sleep. <laughs> Sleeping is very important, kids. Um, I try to get enough sleep. That doesn't always happen. Uh-huh. But um, I think it's being intentional with, like, your time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a – I'm very much of a procrastinator, and I'm not good with time management, brutally, honestly. Like, I am sure. not good. Um, but when you do things that you love, then it just becomes a natural habit. And so it doesn't feel like doing stuff. Yep. And so, like, uh, people – in the framework of like jobs because you get paid you go do that and so often i see people who do work because they get paid not because they want to do it Mm. and so remember that quote i was talking about with you in the car like if you wouldn't do it for money i mean if you wouldn't do it for free don't do it for money yep and so that's my motto no it's not but it's one of mine Mottos, (laughs) Mottos, <laughs> apparently. And, and you know, that's that has really stuck with me um, since we had that conversation. Uh-oh. It has. It has because I think um, I've started to recognize people 
throughout my life where, you know, maybe the example was you go to work, you earn your money, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that was ever me. I think that I always wanted to be the person that made the impact yeah. or did something. And it wasn't it wasn't always about the money. And I, I don't know that I ever really specifically acknowledged that in myself until we had that conversation. Wow. And it made me realize I love what I do. Wow. And I get to talk to students and work with students. And it's just, it's just awesome. And every day is different. I'm really lucky to get to do what I do. Sounds like you're flourishing, I, might flir- I say. Ooh, flourishing. Yeah. I think that's a good word. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the Iron Man, you're raising money for Rosedale shelter with YSS what do you hope that fundraising can do um so the Rosedale shelter has a lot of needs and I've been inside it so I kind of see where what some of the needs could be Mm -hmm. and a lot of the budget from YSS is limited for Rosedale and if there are extra repairments or extra costs that need to cover for an emergency or just like the kids having a new pair of clothes Mm -hmm. or like hygiene products that they don't get donated because most of the stuff that they receive in terms of material are donations from maybe one of the bigger grocery stores Mm -hmm. around town and they don't have a lot of budget that goes for the things that they can actually go out and buy because they need it. And so that's kind of where I try to put the budget towards in terms of the st- stuff we're going to fundraise. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to dedicate a portion of it to kind of lifting up the students' dreams. Sure. And... Because, like, a lot of them go in and out of Rosedale really quickly. Some of them stay a little bit longer, which is a bit problematic in terms of trying to work and help them develop the necessary skills to go after what they want, especially in a system where they need permission from their um, department worker to make a phone call to their mom or whatever the reason, yeah. right? So they're being constantly um, surveillanced and they don't have a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. So just trying to connect them to opportunities um, is what I would say the most impactful for these students personally. Mm-hmm. There was a kid that was at Rosedale that wanted to get her hands on um, like woodworking and stuff like that so I was trying to work with the school to see if there was a day she could come in didn't work out um there was some administrative insight into bringing students in that don't pay for the district resources and so like it makes sense I do feel like maybe next year depending on how the strategic planning goes Uh there might be a bit more openness to collaboration yeah, and I, I love how you're always, you're always thinking. You're always thinking, you're always dreaming. You're always yeah. looking for solutions to problems. 
Um, and I mean, a lot of people, when they hear no, they might just give up. I don't ever see you that way. I see you as somebody who goes, okay, well, that path didn't work. Yeah. So we're going to find a different path. Or we're going to question why that path didn't work mm-hmm. and how can we make that path Because it's work. never personal. Like, they're not saying no to you. No. Nope. They're just saying no to the idea because there are other reasons behind it. Yep. That make it either hard to accomplish or just not the right timing. Yep. And so there, okay, here's story time. There was a <laughs> idea that I had like beginning of freshman year. And I was like, what if we could get internships for Mary Greeley? Because a lot of other hospitals around the state and the country do internships for high school students. Yeah. And um, helping them get certified in nursing or whatever, CNAs, yep. stuff like that, or emergency tech. And so I was wondering if there were any programs like that. There wasn't. There was like volunteering for like reception, like during the summers that mm-hmm. high schoolers could do. But I didn't want to do that. And so I emailed a bunch of people um, that worked at the hospital trying to see if it was a plausible idea. Didn't really get very warm um, responses in the beginning. So I let it go mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then I came back the next year and I was like, let's try a different way. And there was a friend that I had at school and her mom was the VP of Mary Greeley. So I tried getting it connected that way. Uh huh. And that got me a little bit further. Uh, she connected me to the guest services department and uh-huh. we were going and doing some projects and starting to get the idea developed. And I went in a few times to go volunteer at the what's the cancer department i forgot oh the um the bliss cancer center no 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 no. what uh oncology yeah oncology department so i was gonna i was working with the nurses for like a couple of times and um just doing it um trying to see if i can help with patients Uh at all Uh, because a lot of nurses they have to run around do a lot of things the doctors are busy sometimes the patients don't get the care that they need in terms of mental or uh, physical so we tried to implement that and then i received an email saying that there was no um there weren't enough regulations and infrastructure built already. Infrastructure meaning like the legal side and like rules in the hospital to continue that. So that led to a dead end, which is kind of sad because I was looking really forward to that. And so over the years, I tried a lot of things with the hospital. Mm-hmm. None of them worked. Um, and the lesson was just like keep on trying because there's so many different solutions and ideas that could work maybe it's not the right timing maybe maybe it will work who knows and you know david there's quote you you asked me about my favorite quote yeah okay i just thought of another one okay if it doesn't open it's not your door ah and so maybe this was this wasn't your door do you know what's funny they actually kind of started one the hospital did Really? Recently, I think. Um, they've been working with uh, one of the Ameside clubs that does like medical stuff. And I think there is something in the works of 
doing more hands-on volunteering and internships, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, maybe well, it was. And all good things take time. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just got that ball starting. Or maybe I had nothing to do with it. But <laughs> I mean, it's you never know. I still learned. You never know. So let's okay. We're going back to the triathlon. Okay. Because I think what you're doing is incredible, and I'm still sitting here thinking you're a high school student. And when I was a high school student, I certainly was not training for a triathlon and raising money. I'm very uh, sore right now for my community. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> if we have a listener that wants to support you or learn more or follow your journey or just be inspirational or how would they do that? So there is a Facebook and an Instagram that I um, try and post things on. Um, it's called David the Dreamer, with the being D-A, David the Dreamer. And so that's kind of where I post a lot of the triathlon like workouts or just dedication videos. So every day I do like training for the triathlon, try to dedicate it to someone um, special in my life mm-hmm. and that I consider family. And so that's where those videos go. I also have a YouTube channel that I will post like the bigger stuff on, mm-hmm. which is like the introduction to the um, project mm-hmm. is up there. I'm probably going to be posting these stories for the st- uh, students at the Rosedale Shelter up there um, sometime this summer and how the triathlon went afterwards and how it looks like fundraising and just going into businesses and yeah. talking to them and showing other students what they can do because a lot of students don't know how to do it i don't know how to do it i still don't know how to do it (laughs) and maybe i'll figure it out by the end but they can see that yeah um and just steal ideas and you are welcome to steal all the ideas i have well and i think that's admirable david because you just you you definitely have a don't give up attitude and no, we don't always have all the answers and we don't know how to start things or how to begin. But I think that you can be really inspirational to others in that well, you just didn't give up. Thank you, you. You kept trying and you you kept trying to find that door. There were too many doors <laughs> and too many doors that were locked. So I tried to ask other people for keys and some of them worked. I love that analogy. Yeah. Okay, you're in a high school. You're with tons of other students, students that are listening to this podcast. What would you say to them about getting involved in your community and where to start and why it's important? Um, the biggest thing or the greatest asset I have that I've developed in high school is being able to like see stories of people before you meet them. So every time you interact with a stranger, I know it can be like frightening and sometimes it's awkward and it's most definitely going to be awkward in the (laughs) beginning. But you know how like how close you are with your best friends Mm -hmm. or your family. There is potential for that for every person you meet. And I've been able to reap the benefits of that quite handsomely, (laughs) I must say. (laughs) And sometimes like people go in and out of your life and that's just how it is. But it's also 
important to make sure that you make it intentional and you keep the people you love in your lives. And even if it's not someone you have yet learned to love, maybe you will in the future. One story that I have for that was actually something I wanted to talk about in the beginning. Yes, I love David's story time. Okay. Let's do it. So today was Coffee House at Ames High. Yes. It's Coffee House is like a Ames High talent show. It's an annual thing. And it's a biannual thing, meaning two times a year. And so one of my um, dear friends was performing and she was doing like an act, a speech, one of her speeches that she did for um, speech competition. She made it to Allstate. So she performed at the highest level in Iowa um, for speech. And while she was performing, there were kids in the upper balcony that were booing. And I got pretty pissed off. And I sat down, I I was sitting down. So I, I was there for a little bit. And then they kept on doing it. So I got up, I jumped over some chairs and I went up to the balcony and I told them to shut up (laughs) in a kind way, Mm -hmm. not maybe not the kindest way, but in a maybe what I would like to say respectable way. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish other teachers or other students had gotten there first though. Because it took a while for me to get up there because I didn't know who it was mm-hmm. or like where the shouts were coming from. So one of my teachers was um, telling me that it was coming from up there. And so I went up there and I had to crawl through a few rows of packed seats and <laughs> find some interesting individuals and i like it's not personal like they what they were doing was just for their entertainment like Mm -hmm. it wasn't because the performance was bad she's an all-state performer by all means like she is good at what she does and like that's irrelevant though like her quality of performance is irrelevant to the story like they were doing them for entertainment reasons and that is okay until it begins to harm other people. Mm-hmm. And especially for performers that get on stage, they are putting themselves out there and being vulnerable with you by telling you a story or sharing a skill that they have for you to be judged. Mm-hmm. That's not what they want it to be, but you're going to be judging them anyway. Yep. So the courage to do that is quite it doesn't come by very often. And Mm -hmm. so when they receive a type of criticism that is not very constructive, especially if it was just for like entertainment and for fun, then it can get into their head. And this individual cried afterwards and I had to go and console her for a little bit. But the moral of the story is um, you can't wait for other people to like be the person that stops bullying from happening it's not like a designated rule it's just a mentality that everybody has and every one of my friends if they were in my position they would have jumped up and told them to stop it sometimes it just takes one person to actually do it in order for other people to come and help Mm -hmm. 
and I got there before some of the other teachers. So that was. I wished other teachers had gotten there first, mm-hmm. or administrators, or adults that these students actually need to listen to, or it's not like an option for them to listen to. Maybe a student telling them to stop it is more effective, but administrative adults has consequences attached to it, and so they listen. I feel like if people are intentional about the behaviors they are producing at the school and make sure that even if they have fun it doesn't hurt other people that would Mm be something Mm -hmm. incredible and Mm -hmm. it's gonna keep on happening that's like not something that's ever gonna stop but I just wanna foster a bit more empathy especially for the kids that were making fun of the performer on stage. Because yep. if they realize what they're doing and they're in, their, uh, in the performer's shoes and they understand what it's like to be on stage, then they would never do it. And they would tell their friends never to do that. Mm-hmm. So I got angry. I almost cussed them out for a little bit. Um, and <laughs> but I tried, to <laughs> I tried my best <laughs> to keep my cool. But David, I think this is a good example of, I mean, you take the the general um, parts of the story out, but the root of what you're saying is that we all impact change in some way, shape, or form. And it's about that ripple effect. And one little drop can ripple and cause a tremendous change that you never saw coming it can and i i think that what you've actually told us about today is an example of how um, we can all be responsible to each other and be be good partners in our education and partners as we embark on different experiences and um, just create an atmosphere that's supportive of everyone. We're all walking through life with different things, uh, different stresses, different troubles, different things on our mind. And I think sometimes appreciating that we all have that in common is sometimes something we forget. Yeah. And I'm sure I've bullied kids too. Like, I've been on the other end. I've made fun of people for stuff. As long as we try to refrain from it, that's the best I can hope for. Well, and what what happened today was setting an example uh, that it's okay to not stand for that and it's okay to stand up and mm-hmm. and say, no, that's not okay. It's not okay to do that. And I really, I would like to think that is really the spirit of the Ames Community School District is that um, we want that to be an atmosphere of everyone feeling like they can go out on that stage or that proverbial stage Mm -hmm. um, 
and put themselves out there and be okay with it because that's hard. That's hard and it's brave and it's courageous. And I think that this just, this wraps up everything you've talked about today because your work with YSS, the ways in which you're trying to support the individuals at the Rosedale Shelter, uh, this little story that you told us about today, I think this is really just exemplifying what it is to walk through life as David Lee and that you've decided you are going to be intentional in the way that you do that. Yeah, and there's one part that I left out, which was in every performance that we had for Coffee House, everybody was very enthusiastic and encouraging no matter the quality of the performance and who was on stage, even if you didn't know them. Mm -hmm. It was, and that's what makes it fun, right? Like if everybody is there just to help each other grow and make sure the performers are recognized for their, their courage, it's not our place to judge because they're not asking to be judged and we shouldn't be judging anyway. And what I loved is afterwards, um, all of her friends and a lot of other people came around to her to support her and talk to her and give her a hug and remind her that teenagers are just sometimes stupid and that's okay. <laughs> You're, you're still growing, you're still learning, you're still doing all of those things. But yeah, David, that is a, that's a great example of the support system um, that you can build and you can surround yourself with. And I think that you've really been on a journey of building that support system around yourself. And it's the kind of support that you need when you need it. And it aligns Mm-hmm. with uh, the difference that you want to make in this world. And I think that's a pretty exemplary thing to talk about out of an 18-year-old. Yay. I'm glad you approve. Okay, so before we wrap this up, David, yeah. any final thoughts you want to impart with our listeners? Um, Korean fried chicken is amazing. I think you should try it. And if you don't know how to make it, just call me and I will come over and we can make it together. Yeah. Okay. My number is... (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know, David, you're all about the food and Mm. the experiences. If they can get a hold of me, I will come over. Well, I hope everybody goes out, checks out your Instagram account, your YouTube channel. Um, If they're interested in supporting you, they can get that information there. There is a GoFundMe up there. There we go. And... Yeah, um, it's it's growing. Um, got like a thousand dollars up there, and then I just got a two thousand uh, dollar donation from the church I go to, and there are other businesses interested. So that's exciting. I just have to <laughs> actually do it. No more procrastination. No more procrastination. Well, one step is almost done. Yeah, we're almost to graduation. 
and then it, it's oh just my a, God. it's a series of steps. But David, I want to thank you for being here today. Yes, ma'am. I love the perspective that you're always sharing because I think it's one of just general positivity and support. And that is what we can be to each other in a time of whether we agree with each other or we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it really isn't hard to be there for each other. So, David, we wish you a ton of luck. Next time I'll bring friends and we can do another podcast. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, me too. And will you bring Korean fried chicken? Um, If you buy the chicken, I will make it for Okay. You. Okay. I will come over and mm. we can make it together. And then okay. we can eat it and do the podcast. Okay. I think it's I think it's a date. Okay. Okay. David, thank you for being here with us. Um, to our listeners, make sure you go out and check out David's Instagram account. And we wish you all the luck. We cannot wait to hear mm-hmm. how the half Iron Man goes. Mm-hmm.